Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up with the training and instruction of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, the legendary basketball player from St. John's, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great, and I like the topic that you've selected this week, the parents of the saints. Not only are their stories interesting, you know, biographically, but and just from a historical perspective, but they're also inspirational and instructive. I mean, there are things we can learn from their experiences as parents. So, Frank, what is it that distinguishes the parents of saints? What made the saints' parents different from most parents is that the world tells parents to be successful, right. no matter what the cost. The parents of the saints remind us that our chief priority is not only to get themselves to heaven, but to get their kids to heaven. St. Teresa's mother, Zelie Martin, would say to her, you know, those who wish to be great must strive to be smallest, the simplest, and the least noticed in the eyes of the world. And the world tells us just the opposite. That's nice. That's Therese of Lisieux's mother. And one of my favorite saints was Thomas More, you know, the great saint from the 16th century who became a man for all seasons. We've mentioned him before. He stood up to King Henry VIII and told him that he was wrong to oppose the teachings of the church on divorce and remarriage. I didn't know this, but Thomas More's own father was able to provide his son with not only a first-rate education and training, but also he blessed his son every day and infused him with a sense of God's grace and love, which apparently enabled Moore to face his own beheading with courage and faith. Yeah, and he needed a lot of that courage because we have to remember about Thomas Moore is that he was in that prison for over a year. Oh, yeah. That, that, gives, you, that gives you a lot of time to change your mind. But Archbishop Chaput of Philadelphia, I think, said it best when he said, The future belongs to people with children, not things. Things rust and break. But every child is a universe of possibilities that reach into eternity. What matters most is that the soul of a child is forever. I think that really says it, you know. Yeah. The parents of Carol Wojtyla, right, had lost their daughter Olga shortly before birth. When she was pregnant again with, uh, at the age of 36, the doctors advised Emilia Wojtyla, John Paul II's mother, that due to health issues, it was not safe to have this baby. But she refused to abort, of course. If she had listened to the doctors, she, we would have never have known St. John Paul II. Uh, she herself was one of 13 children. And when she died, her young son, Carol, was just a boy of only nine. And we read that he was inspired by the example set by his father. He would see his father on his knees, praying mm-hmm. fervently every night. And that probably led him to see devotional prayer as important and meaningful. Yeah. A lot of these stories are from Patrick O'Hearn's great book called The Parents of Saints. It's right. loaded with great stories. Joseph and Jean uh, Marie Jugon prepared their children and above all their daughter Jean for a life that values all people regardless of age or status. And their life, their life showed it when Charles Dickens met St. Jean Jugon, the founder of the Little Sisters of the Poor, and said the following, 
There is in this woman so calm and so holy that in her, I know myself to be in the presence of a superior being. Her words went straight to the heart so that my eyes, I know not how, filled with tears. So they had a big influence, uh, a big influence on her life. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the lives of the saints themselves have inspired people for centuries. And St. Uh, Ignatius of Loyola was inspired by that book. Speaking of Ignatius, he was raised in a family culture of Catholic piety, but lacks morals. And his father and grandfather's lifestyles were, you know, not the best. You know, they loved all the all the things of the world. They were fancy dressers and expert dancers and womanizers. And, you know, they did not want Ignatius to be a priest naturally. They wanted him to kind of be a noble, but uh, a cannonball in the leg, um, you know, changed all that. And that's when that book was given to him on the lives of the saints. And that's what that's what really changed Ignatius. You know, most parents want their children to be happy. Of course we do. But it seems apparent that the parents of the saints wanted their children to be holy and to do God's will, right? That's the main goal. And the parents of the saints also gave their very best effort in raising their kids. This is what God wants from us as parents. That's all we can do. We must try to downplay all the world is trying to get them into while we pursue the one prize, Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, never give up or get discouraged. That is what I get when I read, you know, when I read this book about the lives of the saints, the, the, the Holy Eucharist and the time that uh, the parents, saints uh, spent before it was, was really, really a key component in, in these kids becoming saints. You had a couple of Italian saints. And what about Blessed Chiara Badano? What about that? Yeah, one? yeah. Uh, Blessed Chiara uh, died at the age of 18. And her father, Ruggiero, immediately declared, God gave her to us and he has taken her back. Blessed be God. I don't know if we'll be able to do anything in this life again, but at least we have raised one masterpiece. Yeah. And the greatest masterpieces are not formed in a day but rather they are a culmination of years of, you know, heroic struggle, sacrifice on the part of, of these parents, of the, of the person and the parents. No doubt. And what yeah. about St. Gemma? That's another Italian saint. Yeah. St. Gemma Galgani said, it was indeed my mother who from my earliest years instilled into me that longing for heaven. Gemma once made the following resolution while on retreat. I will visit Jesus in the most blessed sacrament, particularly when afflicted. Gemma's uh, mother, Aurelia, died when Gemma was only eight. But think about that, eight years old, and she left such an impression on her about visiting the blessed sacrament. Yes. Uh, you know, one of the most famous parents of a saint is St. Monica, of course. We know her son, Augustine, was living a carefree and ungodly life. And no matter what she said to him, apparently, her words seemed to fall on deaf ears. She went to the bishop one day for advice and help. And he said to her, speak less to Augustine about God and more to God about Augustine. And we know that she prayed for her son for some 18 years. And ultimately, of course, her prayers were answered. Yeah, he finally, you know, he finally converted. And that's a good that's a good example for people who, who think their kids are never going to get it or people keep who, praying for them. Right. Keep, keep praying for them. Exactly. The the last one I want to speak about was Padre Pio and Padre Pio's father had come to America for the purpose of 
being able to um, support, you know, Padre Pio's um, education in a monastery because it cost money back then to form to form a priest. Sure. Most immigrants came to the United States to support the families back home. But he came here twice with that sole purpose of having enough money so that he would be that he would be able to become a priest. Padre Pio's father. That's right. We said that right. before in our podcast. That's a good yeah. Yep. Yeah. This, despite the fact that, you know, many of the parents of the saints will never have a stained glass window or a church named in their honor. You know, they will you know continue to pass forgotten in this world. But there's no doubt that they will hold a high place in heaven. Amen, brother. Well done. Frank, I uh, love you a lot. Let me uh, remind the folks to, to like us and follow us on whatever given podcast you follow. And send us an email. We're getting some good notes at anycatholicconversation at, g- uh, at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Thanks, Frank. I'll talk to you next time, okay? Thanks, Deacon. God bless. <laughs>